triumph in the trap. This is a dog. <laughs> Do you believe in miracles? Hey, I play chess, but only in 4D. I'm by myself, but they think I'm 4D. When they see me online, they think they know me. Go ahead, like and subscribe. You gotta show me. I applied pressure and they tried to reject it. Clearly, ain't see I was a diamond, so they didn't accept it. Told me I was a failure, so I said, F it. Might even start my own school and teach them a lesson. Yeah, I'ma call it South Harmon. Huh. Fly down south and get the south popping. <laughs> One day, I'ma give you a walkthrough and introduce you to this walk too. <laughs> I know you lost, that's just dynasty talk Cause you can't start no franchise without no dynasty talk I took a break from the game, they throw my dynasty stop Till I came back like Wimbyama, I feel like Coach Pop I can't say that I'm the GOAT, cause you ain't gonna agree But if I own my own farm, I can make the GOAT Me, the ladies love the beard, and they used to love the goatee That's when I was a lamb, burning music on CDs I wasn't born in 88 December 87, I was 16 days away Might fly to Dallas, why not? I just got paid today When I land this dirt statue, I came to fade away Check the timeline for the stories and the play-by-play My life a Patreon link, you gotta pay to play I worked 16 hours, boy, that's an 8 and 8 X-Factor like Dez Bryant, my boy 88 Why dream light when you living like a heavyweight? This ain't a one-week thing, we grind like every day They know my destination, Devi, like I I hang with Ray. If they ain't know my name, I bet they know my name today. Treat this mic like an ATM, let's make a trade today. Drop, drop this on Fizzle Friday, cause that's my favorite day. And I'm gonna do it my way, cause that's my favorite way. They tried to put me on the shelf like I'm layaway. Told me it ain't no way, so I made a way. Huh? Welcome to South Harmon, I'm glad you're here today. Welcome to South Harm and I'm glad you here today. I'm glad you here today. Welcome to South Harm and I'm glad you here today. I'm glad you here today. Hit that Patreon link if you here to stay. Huh? Treat this mic like an ATM, let's make a trade today. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Waiver Wire Show here on South Harmon. I am your host, Eric Vanek, and you can follow me on Twitter at EricVanekNFL. Uh, hopefully you guys listened to this podcast last week. I actually got um, quite a few positive reviews um, on this Waiver Wire Show, and it was really nice to hear from you guys saying that this is the kind of Waiver Wire Show that you know Dynasty players need. I'm not telling you to pick up the obvious names. I mean, sure, I'll mention them, but I'm not... You know, strictly based off of that, like most of these waiver wire shows, and that's kind of what the space needs, honestly. So I was glad to hear that positive feedback from you guys. I'm gonna keep doing it the rest of the year for for everybody. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. Um, just want a couple quick things before we get started here. You know, follow me at America's Game Pod as well. You'll get you know every week that the America's Game Show um, is out. I'll post it on there. Uh, South Harmon Twitter. Uh, that is at South Harmon FF. Make sure you guys follow that new Twitter account. We're blasting out all of our stuff from there from 40 Chess, anything with Koopa, anything with America's Game. Everything is on there. Our Start Sit show that we do um, on YouTube every Sunday morning. That'll be posted on there as well with the link. 
uh, that's been going great. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying the Start Sit Show. Uh, I think I think I did pretty decent this week. I think um, most of the guys that I mentioned did pretty good. Uh, I know Mike and Adam are all uh, on the Cam Akers thing, and he's inactive like three minutes later. So that was great to see. Uh, South Harmon YouTube is at South Harmon FF as well. If you want to subscribe there, um, you'll get notifications, all that good stuff for whenever South Harmon goes live with any videos, stuff like that. Uh, the AMAs, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, and then join the Patreon, man, the South Harmon Patreon. Just, you know, search for South Harmon on Patreon. Join up there. We got an awesome Discord community, different kinds of tiers. Um, obviously, the Warp tool is on there, A Warp, all that good stuff. Uh, Mind Warp video series is on the, on the website as well. Man, just check all that stuff out. We have so much great content for you guys. If you haven't checked it out yet, I encourage you guys to do it. All right, so we're going to start off here with the quarterback. So last week, if you listened to me on here, I had Baker Mayfield, Daniel Jones, and Ryan Tannehill. All three had pretty solid games, So especially Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is like a top five. Excuse me, top five fantasy quarterback this week. So if you uh, happen to pick up Daniel Jones because somebody dropped him from week one, hopefully you guys listened and were able to score some big points from that. So the three for you this week that I got that I think are, could have some good games. So I'm going to go with Matt Stafford as number one, uh, going against the Bengals, who haven't been that great lately. Um, that's a Monday night game. Obviously, Stafford is just firing the ball to to Puka Nakua and Van Jefferson and Higby and Tutu Atwell, like all these guys, Kyron Williams. Uh, the Rams are a lot better than people gave them credit for at the beginning of the season um, when everything started up. So Stafford, yeah, I think he could have a, a big week on Monday night against um, the Bengals who are struggling a little bit. Next one I want to bring up was Jordan Love. Uh, this is going to be his home opener this year against the Saints. He's had multiple touchdown passes in each game so far this season. He torched the Bears, and then he had three touchdowns yesterday too against um, the Falcons. And he didn't um, he didn't have Christian Watson when he did it. Um, I mean, he yeah he didn't have very many yards, but still three touchdowns. I'll take it. So Jordan Love is another one, and then the other one that I think is a little sneaky could be Sam Howell. I mean, Sam Howell has been one of the surprises of the season as well and shout out to mike mike has always been a sam howell guy i never really believed in him but i mean hey man this kid's playing great he can run the ball for you too so you have that little konami code factor as well in the run game so yeah sam howell is another one i would definitely don't mind throwing in there um if i need a quarterback starter especially with um possibly joe burrow missing the game this week um with his re-aggravated um, calf injury. The, the line went down from like six and a half to two uh, today. So there's a maybe a possibility that Joe Burrow misses this week. So that's what they're thinking. And speaking of that, for quarterbacks for Dynasty, so Jake Browning is going to be one of the guys I'm going to recommend to pick up in Dy the Deep Dynasty Superflex leagues. Um, it sounds like Joe Burrow could miss one week. Maybe two, who knows? And Jake Browning's the backup, so Jake Browning would be in there. I mean, if that that's just like if you're absolutely desperate, if Burrow was like your number one guy and you had another solid guy as number two but you didn't have a three, you might have to pick up Jake Browning this week and throw him in there. Um, the next guy up I want to talk about is Gardner Minshew, just in case if... Um, just in case Anthony Richardson misses a week, you know, Gardner Minshew could definitely fill in. He did great filling in this week uh, against Houston. I definitely would like uh, Minshew this week. 
Um, next up is Josh Johnson for Baltimore. And this is just, there's nothing wrong with Lamar or anything like that. But uh, Tyler Huntley has been inactive the last couple weeks, and Josh Johnson is the backup. So if, you know, we've seen Lamar get hurt before, Josh Johnson is just a nice speculative ad um, if you have the waiver or the, the uh, roster spot to use on him. And then the last guy I'm going to bring up, if he's still out there, or somebody dropped him maybe, it was Aiden O'Connell. I know he's been inactive for the first two weeks. Hoyer is technically the backup, but let's be honest. I mean, Brian Hoyer isn't anything special. Aiden O'Connell showed in the preseason that he's pretty damn good. So if he happens to be out there, that would be another one. Okay, so now on to the running backs for redraft. So I'll kind of just, I go in order of uh, how the game book, uh, the website that I'm using, looks at this stuff. So... You know, it might, the more important stuff is probably towards the end here on this one. So, looking at uh, the first game up was Rashad Penny um, in redraft. If you have Rashad Penny, he's just useless. I would just drop him, pick up any other running back. Um, also for redraft, Damian Harris and Latavius Murray. And they're not terrible last guys to have on your bench right now. Uh, they're playing all the red zone stuff. James Cook isn't out there. And it's kind of been split between uh, Damian Harris and Latavius Murray so far. So if you are in a pinch for a week and you have to throw a Damian Harris in there or a Latavius Murray in there, it's not a bad play at all. So one of those guys I wouldn't mind picking up, especially, you know, James Cook, if they keep giving him 17 carries, you know, obviously he had 100 yards this week, but, you know, he could easily get hurt here. Um, and Damian Harris or Latavius Murray could easily take up uh, that job. Uh, so the Justice Hill, Gus Edwards stuff. So Justice Hill, 43 snaps, 57% of the snaps, 23 routes run, 3 targets, 11 carries. Gus Edwards, 32 snaps, 43% of the uh, plays, 11 routes, 0 targets, but he had 10 carries um, and had the touchdown. So it's kind of was pretty much an even split. Hill played a little bit more just because he plays on the passing downs. Gus Edwards is just not going to even, I don't think he's gotten a pass target in like 2 years. I, I was hearing somebody talk about uh so justice hill is going to definitely be the passing game guy i just i don't know i still prefer gus edwards a little bit he had more yards he had the touchdown justice hill just he still isn't like efficient like gus edwards has always been pretty efficient uh but the downside with edwards man if he doesn't get that touchdown or he doesn't get like 80 90 yards like you're hurting because oh man gus edwards got me you know 15 carries for 54 yards and that was it that's just whatever 5.4 points so uh, that's the one thing about starting gus edwards that could be really bad like if he doesn't get you that touchdown that's all you're you know you're just banking on those yards and hoping they're in the 80s or 90s and and sometimes that's hard to do with him um okay so david montgomery so craig reynolds was the backup for him um when Monty went out, Reynolds was a clear backup, uh, grinder, you know, grinder situations, kind of like Montgomery plays. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, he his role didn't increase much, if at all, once Monty left. He's strictly being used in that DeAndre Swift role, so that you know, outside runs, not really used up the gut at all. You know, obviously passing down, third down work, uh, two minute drill stuff like that. I think Gibbs is just. You know, he's stuck in this role. I think this is what he is, unfortunately. As much as we want him to get 70% of the work, I don't think they see it like that, and I don't think anybody else sees it like that. Even in Alabama, he wasn't using this up-the-middle grinder at all either. So I think we were just kind of, 
you know, ahead of our time on, on Gibbs on this one. We were just thinking way too much that this guy could be, you know, Saquon Barkley or something like that. And it's just not going to happen, to be honest with you. He's just going to be stuck in this, you know, 40% role, and we got to hope that he's super efficient is what we're banking on here with Gibbs. So I think we were just all a little too high on Gibbs. But, you know, if, if Montgomery does miss this week, Craig Reynolds could be a solid uh, pickup this week for you. Zach Moss, if he's out there, you got to grab him. He was the only Colts running back to even play. Deion Jackson, I think, had one snap. Um, I don't think Jake Funk even played. Evan Hole's out. It was all Zach Moss out there. So Zach Moss is the guy to get there for the Colts um, until Taylor comes back here. But for the next couple weeks, you can definitely use Zach Moss. So if he's out there, um, you could probably spend a pretty pretty you know, 40% of your budget on him, and, you know, he could probably help you here the next couple weeks. Uh, the Bears. So Deontay Foreman was not active, so it was the Khalil Herbert and Roshan Johnson show. Um, if Roshan happens to be out on your waivers, uh, now is the time to grab him. I doubt Herbert's out there. But, yeah, if Roshan's out there, now is the time to grab him. Uh, Chase Edmonds, he got hurt. He'll be out for four to six weeks on the MCL sprain. So Sean Tucker should be the main backup to Rashad White. Um, Rashad White's going to get all the passing down work, though. Tucker still hasn't been able to even earn a pass target yet um, from what I read. So that's the one thing. You know, with Sean Tucker, it's going to be tough for him. Uh, I'm sure Keyshawn Vaughn will get some snaps in there as well. But, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with Sean Tucker. He's a, you know, decent guy to have as a, as a backup right now. Uh, okay, so the main part, uh, Saquon Barkley is ruled out this week with a sprained ankle. Uh, could be multiple weeks here. We know how these sprained ankles are, man. It didn't look good for Barkley. So it's most likely going to be Matt Breida and Gary Brightwell splitting the work. Uh, Eric Gray was not active this week, but I have to, you know assume he's going to be active this week if i had to put money on someone for this week that i'm going to pick up it would be matt Breida. um he's done receiving game rushing game gary brightwell is like the definition of a jag just a guy he you know if you look that up in the in the uh dictionary that's going to be gary brightwell's face for you um and it's a matt Breida revenge game who doesn't love a revenge game against the 49ers yeah right uh but yeah i mean Breida, if you have to pick up somebody i it's gonna be Breida for me uh he's not someone i'm dying to put out there he's like barely a flex play for me but you never know with his speed he breaks one man that's that makes your day so that's um that's another thing i'd be looking for and then in dynasty leagues if you have matt Breida for some reason still any third-round pick gets him. And if I can't get the third, any fourth-round pick gets him. Just get rid of him. He finally has some value that you can get something for him for. Just make sure you do it this week. Get rid of Brita. Don't even start him. Just don't even put yourself in that situation. Even if you like had Barkley and you know you need to start Brita, I would honestly start you know, pick up Craig Reynolds off the waivers. I'd rather start Craig Reynolds, and I bet you they're pretty close in, in production-wise. So that's what I would do personally. Just sell Brita for anything that you can get, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick. If you don't even go that far, even getting some fab, just something. Um, that's what I would do with Matt Brita. And then the main one I want to talk about, um, if he's still out there on your waiver wires, 
I, if you listened to me last week, I told you to pick him up. If if he still happens to be out there, it's Kyron Williams. Spend the load on Kyron Williams. He's going to be the starter for the rest of the season there for the Rams. So for the dynasty running backs that I want to bring up. So Patrick Taylor and Emmanuel Wilson with Aaron Jones out for the Packers. Uh, Wilson played 11 snaps, 22%, plus a bunch of special teams work. Or I'm sorry, this is... Uh, Patrick Taylor. Patrick Taylor played 11 snaps, 22% plus a bunch of the special teams. Emmanuel Wilson played five snaps, 10%. Uh, Wilson had three for five rushing, and Taylor only had one for zero. So this has kind of been like this for the last couple years. Like Patrick Taylor, whenever there's like an injury or something, they'll bring him up and have him play over a Tyler Goodson, over an Emmanuel Wilson. Unfortunately, with Emmanuel Wilson, he's just in this Tyler Goodson role. No matter how good he looked in preseason, like even an Aaron Jones injury, he still can't get out on that field. So, like Emmanuel Wilson, if you have to drop him to pick up somebody better, like a Craig Reynolds this week, totally get it. I mean, we liked Emmanuel Wilson's tape, but it's just how these Packers use their running backs. Like even with an injury, he still can't get out there. So that just gives you a sign that okay. Like, yeah, I like the talent, but maybe it's time to move on if I can find somebody that can help me out a little bit better. Uh, Travion Williams, he was the clear backup in this one. Chris Evans was an active. Chase Brown played, but he only played one snap. Uh, Travion had 10 snaps, five routes run, two targets. Didn't really do much with any of that stuff. But, yeah, I just wanted to bring up Travion Williams. He's a guy um, in your dynasty leagues. If he's out there and you can pick him up, I would. Uh, Chase Edmonds with that injury, I just wanted to mention Keyshawn Vaughn. He should be active now. I don't know how good Keyshawn Vaughn is, but it is what it is. That's the Chargers running back. So obviously Austin Eckler missed. Josh Kelly played majority of the snaps. Isaiah Spiller played four snaps without Austin Eckler. Woof. Elijah Dotson played nine snaps. He didn't do very, very much better either. Uh, but Elijah Dotson actually played a bunch of special teams. Isaiah Spiller just played the four offensive snaps, and that was it. So, oh, man. As much as I liked Isaiah Spiller coming out and all that, if you got to drop Isaiah Spiller, you got to drop Isaiah Spiller, unfortunately. I just, even with the, the main running back being injured, he still can't even get on the field. So it's kind of like the Emmanuel Wilson thing. Like, it might be time just to cut bait and get somebody that's more productive on your team. And then the last one I wanted to bring up for Dynasty was Ronnie Rivers. He's probably going to be worth an ad in real deep Dynasty leagues. Um, he only played four snaps this week. He played a bunch of special teams, but they kept him on the roster uh, at cutdown. So they obviously like Ronnie Rivers quite a bit. Yeah, they can bring up Royce Freeman too, but I think Rivers um, is probably better than Royce Freeman at this point in my opinion. So Ronnie Rivers could be the backup here for the Rams going forward. Now on to the wide receivers for redraft. So K.J. Osborne, 97% of the snaps this week, currently has the wide receiver two role in that offense. I think that'll change over time, though, once Jordan Addison gets more comfortable with the team. But as a solid injury-filling guy, if K.J. Osborne happens to be out there in your redraft leagues, I would go ahead, scoop up some K.J. Osborne, and, and don't be afraid to play him with how much the Vikings are passing the ball right now. Their running game is absolutely terrible. Their offensive line is terrible, but they have to throw the ball like 50, 60 times a game, it seems like. so. And Kirk Cousins has been on fire, one of the most efficient quarterbacks um, probably in league history, to be honest. 
Um, Jaden Reed. So if he's out there, he played 27 snaps. Now this is the Packers did not run very many plays this week because uh, the Falcons just ate up the clock. Uh, so that's why the snaps look low. But um, 18% of the uh, routes run on that. 56% of the snaps played. Four for 37. Two touchdowns on eight targets. Led the team in targets and all that. Jaden Reed is going to be somebody, even when Christian Watson comes back, that's still involved. Um, they still have Dubs there. Dubs is still dealing with a little bit of his injury. Watson's coming back from the injury. Jaden Reed, uh, especially coming up this week against the Saints, he could be somebody that you can sneak into your lineup as like a third receiver flex play type pl- uh, player. Uh, Hunter Renfro, I just wanted to mention him. He is droppable in all formats, and by all formats, I mean all, and that includes Dynasty. Uh, 26 snaps, 65%. Awesome. Great. One target, and that's without Jacoby Myers, and Christian Wilkerson was playing above him. So, I, I just, I love Hunter Renfro. I think he's a great player. For whatever reason, he is just on the Raiders' doghouse, Josh McDaniels' doghouse. For whatever reason, they're just not using him properly, not using him at all. You can maybe get one more week here with if Devontae Adams misses with a concussion where Renfro does something. But I am selling him in every single league this week. A third, a fourth, a fifth, fab. Uh, If you want to kick me in the balls for free and I give them to you, anything. I'll I'll let you have Hunter Renfro. So, um, yeah, if you got Hunter Renfro on your teams like I do in quite a bit, definitely droppable and redraft. Get rid of him. And then Dynasty, I'm trying to sell him for anything this week, especially if Adams is missing. Um, Josh Reynolds, if he's still available, pick him up and redraft. 53 snaps, 80%. Um, of the snaps, 30 routes run, six targets, five for 66, and two touchdowns. Josh Reynolds has looked great, and he's going to be a force to stay all season long because Jamison Williams, when even when he comes back, Reynolds is still going to probably be the main outside guy. So Josh Reynolds is here to stay. This might be your last opportunity to even pick him up. You might have to spend a pretty penny on him uh, of your fab money to even get him this week. Uh, Tank Dell, he came through big time this week, 66 snaps, 45 routes run, 10 targets, 7 for 72, and the touchdown. Uh, he ran more routes and snaps over Nico Collins, but Nico Collins was still great. He did, you know, had a bunch of targets, had a big touchdown, yards, all that. Uh, Robert Woods is the only guy that's playing more than both of those guys, but I think this is your three receivers going forward here for the Texans. It's going to be Nico, Robert Woods, Tank Dell. You'll get some Mechie and some Xavier uh, uh, Hutchinson involved here and there, but I think those guys are distance, even with Noah Brown on IR too. So I think these are going to be your main three guys. So Tank Dell in a redraft could be a nice sneaky little pickup. Uh, man, Quentin Johnson, he's just buried right now. Ten snaps, nine routes run, two targets. So that's encouraging that he ran a route pretty much every time he was out there. But you just can't play him until there's like an injury. Even Josh Palmer's playing above him. Like, yes, I don't, uh, I don't like dropping rookie receivers. Like, you know, until like week six. Week five, maybe. Once I want to see them, like, get in there. So maybe Johnston's, um, you know, snaps and all that and routes run will improve as we go on here. But right now, you just can't play them. I can I can understand if you have to drop them, too. Um, another one I wanted to bring up was Jalen Hyatt. Man, he is ready to ascend at any moment here. Um, I think you need to get him now on your redraft teams before it's too late. He only played 14 snaps. He had 12 routes run, two targets, but... 
two for 89 on those targets. He, to me, is clearly their best downfield uh, weapon. I mean, Slayton did okay this week, but Mike Paris Campbell, Isaiah Hodgins had a touchdown. He looked good. I think you can still play Hodgins a little bit, but like he's better than Slayton. He's better than Campbell. Like, get Jalen Hyatt out there some more. And I think after this big game here, his routes and snaps and all that are only going to go up from here on out. So this is probably your last warning in redraft. Get Jalen Hyatt on your team now before he ascends um, and starts making some big plays. And, be, and he could be that like difference maker down the stretch for you on some teams. Uh, last one I wanted to bring up was Devontae Parker. He dominated the snaps last night in his return. 74 snaps, 100% of the snaps. Um, Kendrick Bourne took a hit for it, um, snap percentage-wise. Um, he had eight targets, um, six for 57 was uh, Devontae Parker's stat line. Um, Bourne was still out there. He still got nine targets, on, even though his snap percentage came back. He only had four for 29. But, yeah, Parker, um, he looks like a full-time receiver out there. So if you need somebody that's you know playing a full amount of snaps like Devontae Parker is, that could be a guy you could pick up. And then we'll switch over now to the dynasty wide receivers. So Dontavian Wicks for the Packers. He remains the Christian Watson replacement, but we'll probably go back to nothing once Watson comes back here, hopefully this week. Uh, he only got a limited session in on Friday, so I don't know if Watson will be back this week, but just wanted to bring up Dontavian Wicks as a guy in deeper leagues. He's worth at least a stash just because we know, you know he's going to be out there um, if there are some injuries. Uh, Christian Wilkerson, who I mentioned earlier, was a re- the Jacoby Myers replacement on the outside for the Raiders. 29 snaps, which is 72%, and that's because the Raiders only ran like 46 plays, I think. So something crazy. He had he ran 18 rounds. He did not get a target, but I just wanted to note that he was out there as the main second receiver with Jacoby Myers out over Hunter Renfro. He got more targets, more snaps, uh well, not more targets, but he had more routes run, more snaps than Hunter Renfro did. Hunter Renfro only had one for 20-something, and Wilkerson didn't get anything. It was just a horrible bad day for the Raiders. That was just a terrible game for them. Uh, but just wanted to bring out Christian Wilkerson because he's probably out there in every single dynasty waiver wire right now. So especially with Devontae Adams out um, probably this week coming up, uh, he could be somebody that could be useful for you this week in some like deep best ball leagues. Uh, Trent Sherfield, he played 33 snaps, 13 routes run. He didn't get a target. Deontay Hardy played 15 snaps, 9 routes, 2 targets. Shakir, 12 snaps, 7 routes, 1 target, and a touchdown. So I just wanted to bring up that this these Bills are now playing like this three-way slot receiver game. Not something that's like great for Dynasty at all, but just want to bring it up that these three are kind of just playing them, you know, overplaying each other. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, so he only had 25 snaps, which was 33%. He ran 13 routes, but he got six targets and the touchdown on that route. Um, Devin Duvernay, he played 23 snaps, 12 routes run, three targets, and three carries. So, like, the Ravens are using five wide receivers right now. And then Odell, sounds like he's going to be fine. You know, it's just eating into Bateman and Odell and Aguilar, but, like, maybe Aguilar or Duvernay in a really deep best ball league might not be a terrible guy to stash on your roster because, hey, if you had Aguilar on a best ball roster yesterday, he probably was in your starting lineup. 
Uh, Justin Watson, he continues to be a thing for some reason. 33 snaps, 46% of the snaps, 27 routes run, 5 targets, 3 for 62. It seems like right now that MVS and Justin Watson are the starting outside receivers, and Sky Moore is in the middle in the slot. Tony, when he's out there, he is hyper-targeted, but he's just not getting enough snaps right now. And then it kind of seems like from this week, uh, Rasheed Rice... Justin Ross, Richie James were kind of phased out. They were like barely in like the 10 snap range. So, God, this is so ugly. Like they're just playing like the worst players instead of their good players. I would hope that Rasheed Rice can overcome this here at some point, but it might just take some time. It's a third, uh, second or third round rookie, whatever he was. He's going to have to learn the playbook a little bit more. You know, it is an Andy Reid playbook, so there's a lot to learn here. But I uh, just wanted to bring up, like, if Justin Watson is out there on your waivers in a deep best ball league, he might be worth adding as well just because he is out there so much on a Patrick Mahomes offense. Um, so Zay Jones got banged up a little bit. He did come back. But I just wanted to note that Jamal Agnew played quite a bit um, once he came uh, into the game or came out of the game. So Jamal Agnew actually played quite a bit. Just wanted to make that a note in case there's a Jacksonville Jaguars receiver injury later on in the year. Uh, Darnell Mooney, when he got hurt, Trent Taylor was his direct replacement. So not Tyler Scott or uh, anything like that. It was Trent Taylor, which is kind of scary to think about. I don't really want any Bears wide receivers anyways. So just wanted to uh, bring that up. Um, Next one up is going to be uh, the Buccaneers. So Trey Palmer and Devin Tompkins, they continue to run about the same routes, uh, route percentage, snap percentage, all that. But Trey Palmer is the one that's producing. Uh, Devin Tompkins didn't even get a target this week. Uh, I think eventually Palmer is just going to take this third receiver job and run with it. So in your deeper you know, dynasty leagues, Trey Palmer might be somebody that you might want to get right now before it's too late and he does ascend. Nick Westbrook-Akine, he continues to be a great best ball guy. He had 3 for 25 on a touchdown this week, 44 snaps, 22 routes run, 3 targets, led the team in most of those categories. Um, Obviously, Hopkins was limited. I mean, he played more snaps than Traylon Burks. He had more routes run than Traylon Burks. So Westbrook-Akine, especially in best ball, that's a guy I don't mind having. Uh, Jalen Tolbert, 59 snaps, 68% without Brandon Cooks. So was a nice little bump for Tolbert. He actually had a couple catches. I think it was three for 18. Um, and it was all like on the first drive or first two drives or something. It was like uh, pretty early on, but he didn't really do too much after that. But Dallas was just in control of that game the whole time. The Jets were just pitiful. Uh, another one I wanted to mention is Diami Brown. 23 snaps, 16 routes run, three targets, caught all three for 25 yards. Um, he's just slowly building up as the fourth receiver pretty solidly there for Washington. And if there's ever an injury, like Curtis Samuel's always hurt, McLaurin has the toe injury, you know, stuff like that. Diami Brown, I think, could be a guy that could be pretty sneaky player here for us, especially if there's an injury there. So Diami Brown, if you could pick him up now in Dynasty, I would, uh, especially in our deep dynasty leagues. Last one I'm going to bring up, Brandon Johnson. 30 snaps, 25 routes run, 3 targets, 2 for 66, 2 touchdowns. Obviously, the one touchdown at the end was a fluke kind of thing. But, man, he continues to play a lot. Like, Jerry Judy was out there. They didn't 
I mean, Jerry Judy played a lot of snaps, but he just didn't get the targets. They're using so many different wide receivers, which is frustrating. Um, but, yeah, Brandon Johnson, I think, could be a weekly, you know, kind of a best ball player that you can uh, just throw in your best ball lineups, and we'll see what happens. Uh, okay, on to the tight ends here. So the redraft tight ends I want to bring up. So, man, Kyle Pitts, 57 snaps, 70%. Uh, Janu, 55 snaps, 67%. So, obviously, they played pretty close together. Pitts had five targets, two for 15. Janu had six targets, four for 47. So, in your redraft leagues, man, I think I'm just kind of done with Kyle Pitts. If you can sell some sucker uh, for Kyle Pitts in your league and maybe you can get, like, a useful running back or a useful wide receiver back, you can go on the waiver wire and pick up a Kate Otten, um, a Zach Ertz, a Hunter Henry, and you're going to be probably better off. Honestly, because I just don't see Pitts. Like, yes, Pitts is going to have one of these 8 for 120 games at some point, but good luck knowing when the hell it's going to be. It's probably when you least expect it, to be honest. Um, Just so, even in, like, Dynasty, man, I'm kind of just, like, Kyle Pitts is just stuck in this offense. Desmond Ritter's the quarterback. Like... I don't know. I think I think it's worth exploring some Kyle Pitts trades because I just as much t- as much talent as we think that guy has, as much as we love him, yeah, things could change next year. Atlanta could end up with the very first pick this year and get Caleb Williams, or the second pick and get Drake May, and then things change and Kyle Pitts is this monster with this new quarterback. That can change. Like it happens. You know, we we did this a um, couple years ago with uh, with like Lamar Jackson and like. Or actually, it's more Marquise Brown. Like, oh, we don't want Marquise Brown. He's We're moving him down our draft ranks, even though he's the first wide receiver taken. We're moving him way down just because the quarterback sucks. You know, the Titans with A.J. Brown. Um, same thing with Marcus Mariota. Like, oh, we're moving A.J. Brown down our draft rankings because he doesn't have a good quarterback. Like, things change in a hurry in the league, especially with quarterbacks. Like, these teams realize, hey, we got to get quarterbacks in there. So, you know, the Falcons aren't going to live with this Desmond Ritter crap for much longer. I know I'm I'm making fun of a 2 and 0 quarterback right now who's got his team 2 and 0, but um this is just not the way to win win in the league. It just isn't. Um next one up I wanted to bring up was Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer is just splitting time with Austin Hooper. Hooper had 17 snaps, Mayer 16 snaps. Redraft, you can't even have Michael Mayer right now, so he's droppable. Pick up KDOT and pick up Zach Ertz, Hunter Henry, Mike Gusecki, any of these types. I would definitely pick um, those guys up over Michael Mayer easily. Sam Laporte is another one. If he's out there, I pick him up. Five for 63, 31 routes run, six targets. Get him now if he's out there for some reason. I think a lot of people picked him up in redraft this year, but if he happens to be out there in your redraft league, pick up Sam Laporte. That's a guy you can start weekly. Cade Otten continues to dominate tight end snaps in Tampa. Six targets, caught all six for 41 yards. That's 10 points, guys, in a regular PPR league. You could do worse at your tight end, and for a solid punt play tight end, you can start Cade Otten weekly. You know you're getting all the snaps, and he's probably going to get you this same kind of stat line weekly, 8 to 10 to 12 points. You can't do worse than that as a punt play tight end, and you probably beat some people's tight ends like... You go against a guy that has Kyle Pitts weekly, and Kyle Pitts does two for 15. You just smoked him with Cade Otten. So just keep that in mind. Zach Ertz, he continues to be a target monster. 
If you're punting a tight end, he's another great one to get, like I mentioned. And then Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki, they both have been useful so far at tight end. They're using both of them uh, quite a bit there in the offense. I think both of them are useful, like over a guy like Kyle Pitts right now. So that could be a, another one that you guys can target. Uh, so tight end dynasty. So let's uh, hit this. He's up real quick. Uh, just want to bring up the Seahawks again. Disley, 53% this week. Parkinson, 51%. Fant, 47% of the snaps. Fant had the best stats, but all three are just getting used a lot. A situation to heavily avoid. This is best ball tight end city only. Like redraft leagues, lineup leagues, the Seahawks tight ends are not touching my lineup at all. No Thanks. Um, Will Mallory, he got involved uh, some this week, but that was because Andrew Ogletree was out. Mallory had 11 snaps. He ran seven routes, but he had two targets, caught both for 49 yards, looked explosive. Just wanted to bring him up as a guy. Maybe if you, I know we don't love to stash these, you know, especially in lineup leagues, these tight ends real deep. But, you know, Mallory, he, he showed that he can play. He made a couple of nice plays this week. So just wanted to mention him. Noah Gray, 39 snaps, 19 routes run, three targets, three for 38. I mean, he still ran quite a bit of plays and routes run, um, especially over some of these receivers that we love. So just want to mention Noah Gray. If he's still out there in your dynasty leagues, he's definitely worth a pickup. Um, He's like semi-useful. Uh, Donald Parham Jr. He played more snaps than Gerald Everett this week, 34 to 28. Everett was more productive though, three for 47 to Palmer's one for seven. But I don't think you can trust um, starting Gerald Everett weekly on your starting lineups right now. And Parham is a best ball guy for sure, especially because he gets used quite a bit in the red zone. Uh, Shoemaker and Hendershot for the Cowboys were more involved. They cut into Jake Ferguson's time a little bit this week. I still really like Jake Ferguson, but Dallas is using all three tight ends. Uh, John Bates and Cole Turner, if Logan Thomas misses time after his uh, cheap shot that he took this week. Uh, Bates played more, but Turner played more in 11 personnel for the passing downs. But Bates had the better stat line. I honestly prefer Cole Turner. I think he's better, but I think it's a Ron Rivera offense. They love these blocking guys and get them a random catch or two. So John Bates could you know, semi be useful if Logan Thomas misses a lot of time here. Um, so that's it for you know the redraft and the dynasty stuff. Uh, we're gonna go to our popular segment to end it, the Eric's "What the fuck are we doing here, man?" segment. Shout out to Dynasty Barry on the, on the segment. So these are just some of the um, anomalies I saw or stupid things that teams are doing that I just want to kind of mention out there. So I kind of already talked about the Kyle Pitts and Johnny Smith stuff. I ha- I wrote that on here. Splitting snaps. What are we doing? Uh, Hunter Renfro barely being used. He's droppable in all formats. I mentioned that Michael Mayer only getting the 16 snaps splitting with Hooper like the Raiders are not going to be a playoff team this year like they're just not very good like why are we even wasting our time with Austin Hooper get Michael Mayer out there let him play all these snaps let him like get used to playing the game like you spent this high draft capital of picking on and we're going to play him only 16 snaps and we're going to play Austin freaking Hooper over him like what are we doing like come on um and then Gibbs, he's going to be stuck in this swift roll, and I think that's just what it's going to be. He's it was used kind of like in a swift roll at Alabama. He was never asked to like, you know, grind it up the middle all game long. I think this is just Jameer Gibbs. What he's going to be? He's going to be the the forty, the thirty-five to forty percent snap. 
um, guy, you know, that's what it's going to be for, for them for, you know, I think going forward, like he's never going to be the, the guy who's getting, you know, 25 carries and five or six catches. It's probably more like eight to 12 carries and hopefully he gets five, six catches. You know, that's what it's going to be for Gibbs, unfortunately. Um, the Texans this week. So Mike Boone was a healthy and active this week. And then Singletary plays 30 snaps, Pierce 38. Like, what are we doing? Come on. Devin Singletary's terrible. You know, cut that. Give the 15 of those snaps back to Pierce. Like, I know the Texans offensive line is really in shambles right now, and they're getting some guys back here shortly. Hopefully it's, things will start improving. But, yeah, like... What are we doing? Like, Devin Singletary over Pierce? Come on. Uh, the Chiefs wide receiver usage. Can we just get MVS and Watson the hell out of there already? Like, let's play Rasheed Rice. Let's play Tony. Let's play Sky Moore. Let's play these guys who actually have some actual talent. Like, MVS has just been a, a role player. Justin Watson, barely a role player in his career. Like, what are we doing with these guys? Come on. Uh, this one's another frustrating one. So I mentioned earlier about Parham and Gerald Everett. Stone Smart is playing 22% of the snaps. Why the hell are we playing Stone Smart 22% of the snaps? Like, can we just phase him out to, like, maybe 3%? Like, there's no reason for this guy to be even out there eating into some of these routes and, and all that. Uh, Trevon Wesco playing 40 snaps to Chiggs 45 like, yeah, I know they run a lot of uh, double tight end personnel, but, like, it's Trevon Wesco. It's nobody special. Like, put Josh Wiley, who you just drafted pretty highly, out there instead. Like, what are we doing? Um, okay, now the Cardinals. Another couple tight ends here. McBride and Jeff Swain playing close to the same snaps. McBride, 33. Swain, 28. Like, why are we playing Jeff Swain? You're a tanking team that's 0-2. Like, Get Trey McBride out there. See what this kid can do. Like, let him develop. Like, what are we doing? Uh, Zach Pascal. He's cutting into Zach Wils or Michael Wilson's time. 28 snaps to 23 this week. Uh, Wilson had 28. Pascal 23. Like, it was a lot better last week when Wilson was out there for 90% of the snaps. But this week, they cut it back significantly and put Pascal out there more. Like, you're a tanking team. Like, get Wilson out there, guys. What are we doing uh, playing Zach Pascal? Um Another one I mentioned earlier, get Jalen Hyatt out there instead of Slayton and Campbell and all these guys. Like, Jalen Hyatt is way more talented than Slayton and Campbell. Like, just get him out there already. And I think the Giants are going to be start doing that here soon. And then the last one, Devin Achain. Perfect offense to use this guy's speed and the way they do him. Like, um... Man, that one run play that the, the Dolphins love to run where they're in shotgun and Tua just churns his back and the guy just, you know, grabs it from him and runs around the edge. Like, uh, Salvin Ahmed and Mostert ran that play all t all the time last night. Like, why can't you give a chain that? A chain would just be perfect in that role. Like, get him out there more. I know it was his first game back. He only had one carry for five yards, one catch for four yards. They didn't use him enough, but, man, Miami should be smarter than that. Like, Miami is probably the most fun offense to watch right now in the league. Like, Mike McDaniel is so creative, and he's definitely, like, one of the offensive gurus right now um, that I love to watch. So... You know, he should be able to figure out, hey, we got to get this chain guy out there in that speed. Like, that could just 
wreak even more havoc on on defenses this year. And then shout out to Moster, man. Moster is playing his ass off right now. So just wanted to bring him up. All right, guys, that is going to be it for this week. Make sure you guys follow me at Eric Vanek NFL, and make sure you guys follow at America's Game Pod as well. Uh, Thursday morning, we'll have another America's Game out for you guys. Uh, should be a good one. We'll talk about you know what's going on here in the NFL. Not sure exactly what I'm going to talk about yet, but it'll be good stuff. Uh, I've been getting some good comments from you guys. Last week, I did the solo show. Uh, I know a lot of you guys uh, enjoyed the solo show, actually, so that was good to hear as well. So uh, appreciate you guys checking out this waiver wire. Hopefully, this will help you um, get some key guys on your team this week and hopefully get some Ws. So until next week, we'll see you guys. Have a good one.